Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. All right, two, two. All right, one is speaking tongues for a while, all right? One to speak in tongues for a while before we hear the word of God. And as we speak in tongues, one of the things about speaking in tongues. Okay, lift your hands, let us pray so that you all know that we've started preaching. Lift your hands, let us pray. Are you ready? Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for your mighty presence. Thank you for the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. One is speaking tongues for a while. Bible says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaks, speaketh not unto a man, but unto God. No man understands what he saith, but unto God he speaks mysteries. One of the things about speaking in tongues is that even you yourself, you don't understand what you are saying, but you, you pray according to the will of God. Only God understands what you are saying. And you pray according to the will of God. Hallelujah. So, I want to speak in tongues right now. Everywhere, everybody, just lift up your voice and begin to pray in tongues. Begin to pray in tongues. Begin to speak a heavenly language. If you don't speak in tongues, just begin to thank God. Just begin to thank God wherever you are. As you are praying, you are being delivered from every trap of the devil. Every trap of the devil. Every trap of the devil. Kemolobos, Kepalala, Kentolobo, Randolaba, Randalaba, Randalaba, Rebandolobos, Kepandolobo, Randalaba, Rebandolobo, Sestorian, Derevikinova, Lepandolobo, Sestorian, Kalabakanda, Linda, Kalababa, Lepanda, Rebond. Randy, 
Lift your hands and thank God wherever you are. Thank, thank God. you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank we you. Thank, thank you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you, Jesus. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for healing. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for breakthroughs. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Thank you for victory, victory over the devil, victory over the devil, victory over the devil. Thank you for deliverance, thank you for salvation, thank you for deliverance, thank you. Thank God for deliverance and salvation right now. Thank you, thank you for deliverance from the pestilence, from the virus. Thank you for salvation. Thank you, Lord. Make no makatoba. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Give your neighbor an elbow, and then you may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Everybody settle down. Are you ready for God's word? Are you sure you are ready for God's word? Okay, let's wait for these ones to settle down. Wonderful. Let us pray. 
Father, thank you for today in the name of Jesus. As we come before your word, speak to us. Mighty Holy Spirit, visit us and minister to us in our specific needs, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let your word come to set us on the right course. Let your word come to deliver us from the claws of the enemy in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. Turn your Bibles with me to um, Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. All right, 1 Timothy 6, 12 is our piece of scripture for this discussion. It says, fight a good fight of faith. Amen. Fight a good fight of faith. Lay hold on what? Eternal life. Let's all read it. Like I told you on Sunday, everybody must read the Bible. Let's go. Those of you at the back, don't you go to school. Let's read, please. Good. Good. Hallelujah. The Bible says, fight a good fight of fame. Lay hold on eternal life. Where also thou, where unto thou art also called and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. So here the Bible is encouraging us to fight as Christians. And Christians must learn to fight. Nothing is given to anybody for free. If you look at the famous South African historical statement, nothing for Mahala, it's also in the Bible. Nothing is given to you for free. Bible says, since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. For you to achieve anything, there's a certain level of force or fight that is needed or else you will not achieve anything, all right? And we started looking at things that we must fight for. Today I want to talk about one of them and then we go forward. Because today could easily be the final of this series that I'm preaching, alright? Now, I said one of the things I said we should fight for is to fight to be spiritual. Hallelujah. Fight to be a spiritual Christian. There are so many carnal Christians nowadays. Christianity has been reduced to just coming to church. Now, if your Christianity is just coming to church, then you are really carnal, you are really dry. And the Bible says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life, and it's also peace. And spiritual people don't have peace. Perhaps the reason why you don't have peace is because of your carnality. Being carnal is being natural. Hallelujah. The Bible says, the verse before this one, Romans 8, 5 says, For they that are after the flesh, they that are carnal, do mind the things of the flesh. They mind carnal things. And they that are in the spirit, are spiritual, do mind the things of the spirit. Romans 8, 5, just put it there so we, we can all see. You see, so it says the reason why people are carnal is because they are mindful, they are concerned, they concentrate on physical and carnal things. And the reason why people are spiritual is because they concentrate on spiritual. That's the scripture. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. It means they give attention to the things of the flesh. And they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Spirit, for you to become spiritual, you must give attention to spiritual things. So you are carnal because you give attention to carnal things. And you are spiritual because you give attention to spiritual things. And I said fight to be spiritual. The things you need to do to be spiritual... It takes a fight. It doesn't come to you naturally. It's not like eating. It's not like sleeping. It's not like, excuse me, to say poo-pooing. To poo is natural. And many of us, some of us poo more than others. Do you get it? But it's not like a, it's a natural. Some of you, as soon as you see food, you want to poo. Which is not your fault because it's what we call a gastrocolic reflex. That's why there's a toilet in every McDonald's. It's by law. Because they know you will come there. Once you come there, you see the food. Pala, pa, 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 I'm loving. You want to go poo. That's natural. And it comes to us naturally. 
But the things we need to do to be spiritual, it doesn't come to us naturally. You have to make an effort. That's why I say, the violent take it by force. You have to fight. If you don't fight, you will not read your Bible. One of the things you need to do to be spiritual, to grow spiritual, is to read your Bible. The Bible says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Which means, as a Christian, is the milk, the word of God, is that milk that you need to grow. Through it, you will grow. Now, when you don't read your Bible, how are you going to grow? What are you going to grow on? Hot air? Water? What are you going to grow on? Oh, Pastor, I'm going to grow on anointing oil. Anointing oil doesn't make anybody grow. Anointing oil makes you either fall down, oily, or highly inflammable. That's all. It doesn't make anybody grow as a Christian. What makes you grow as a Christian is the word of God. Now, the church today is full of people who don't read the Bible. The church, if you come to church, there are 500 people sitting there. About 450, if I'm not exaggerating, don't read their Bibles. The only time they see the Bible or they realize that the Bible exists is on Sunday when they come to church. Many of you looking at me right now with your two eyes are like that. I say it again. Many of you looking at me right now with your two eyes are like that. You have not read the Bible today. Ask your neighbor, have you read the Bible today? But you have read about coronavirus today. Are you trying to become a medical doctor or a spiritual Christian? Yeah. Many people, Tyler, do not read their Bibles. Yet they sit in church happily without being an ad- addict to the Bible and reading the word of God consistently and constantly, you are going nowhere. You cannot grow spiritually. Yeah, you cannot grow spiritually. No, I can't read the Bible for you. Yes, I read the Bible for you so I can preach to you, but how many times do I preach to you? Once a week, twice a week. If you eat twice a week, do you think you will grow? You are the group that comes to church twice a week, Tuesdays and Sundays. So if you were to eat, okay, let's, let's have a contract. Today when you go home, eat. After you have to eat, don't eat again till Sunday. And let's see what will happen. Yeah, let's see what will happen. You, many Christians are like that. You won't read the Bible. If you don't read the Bible, you won't grow. There's no magic here. I can't wave a wand and say, abracadabra, bim, lala, bim, boom, then you grow spiritually. I cannot. Until you read the Bible. Until you read the Bible. Until, so it says, through the word, you will grow thereby. It says, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby means through it you will grow. Through that you will grow. Without that you won't grow. That's why you have been in the church for seven years but you have spiritually you are still a baby. Somebody has to hold your hand to walk you. When you see babies we have to either carry them, walk them always crying, always whining, whining about unnecessary things Hey, daddy, my brother will not allow me to play the game. That's it. You see them in the church always whining about something. Either they whining about this person's hair or whining about their hair. Whining about this person's shoe or whining about their shoes. That, that's it. And when I came to church the other day, this sister didn't say hello to me. Then that's it. They start whining. It's all because they are not growing spiritually. And you can't grow spiritually by magic. You can't. You can only grow by reading the word of God. That's number one. Read From today, read your Bible. Yeah, read your Bible. You are also a Christian. Jesus died for you. He shed his blood for you. You to read your Bible. The Bible is not an exclusive something. It's just exclusive to pastors. No. It's for all of us. So read your Bible. And you'll be surprised. Some people who have been in the church for a long time, they don't read their Bible. You would think that the longer they have been in the church, the more they will be interested in the word of God. But they are not interested in the word of God at all. Yeah. They are more interested in bread and hand sanitizers than the Bible. Yeah. Tell 
me if I'm lying this fine Tuesday afternoon. That's why you can't grow spiritually. And I can't grow for you. It's almost saying like, okay, pastor, eat for me. I mean, how many of you, when you have your food, you come to give it to me to eat so that you will grow? Yeah, to, so that I will eat so that you will grow. Never. So you have to. Look, what's your name again? Don Saro, Don Mo. What's the guy's name again? Da Silva. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, your name went to somewhere. I thought it was Don Saro. You have to read the Bible yourself. Then you will grow. Hey, my mother is reading the Bible for me. It doesn't work like that. It's when you were breastfeeding that your mother eats, then breastfeeds you. But we know it doesn't apply here. The second thing is to pray. Many Christians don't pray. The symbol for Christianity is if you want to, let's say, if you, see, if you see a Muslim, do you know how we know that somebody is a Muslim? It's, it's, they'll say, oh, he prays. When they say he prays, what they mean is that he's a Muslim. Yeah, yeah, in some places, they were, when they want to tell you that the guy is a Muslim, they won't say he's a Muslim, they'll say he prays. Now, will we come to your house and they will tell us that you, you pray. You pray. Many Christians don't pray. Not even two minutes, not even three minutes. No prayer. Now, if you don't pray, you won't grow. That's all. Read your Bible, pray every day. Hey, Pastor, please sing it for us. Read your Bible, pray every day. Read your Bible. That's the only way you will grow. Read your Bible, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day. Give us some juice. Read your Bible, pray every day. That's all, that's all you can grow. So you don't want to pray. Read your Bible, pray every day. Listen to the song. Pray every day. Mm-hmm. Pray so even some of you know how to sing it. No, why, why, why don't you pray then? Bible, pray every day. If, if you, you want, want yeah. to grow. That's the only way you can grow. This is not a song for children. It's a song for Christians. Read your Bible. Pray every day. If you don't read your Bible, you don't pray. How on earth are you going to grow? And what even baffles me is that when you don't read your Bible and you do not pray, then you blame the pastor that you are not growing spiritually. That's even what baffles me. Then you blame the pastor that you are not growing spiritually. Meanwhile, you are committing spiritual suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are trying to choke yourself to die. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you were, you were to go and decide, I'm not eating again. Would it, wouldn't it be committing would it be tantamount to committing suicide? So how come that as a Christian, when you have decided that you won't eat your Christian food, we can't call it suicide? It's suicide. Spiritual suicide. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. Yeah, not sing songs. That's all. Now, today, you, you, you. <laughs> this is just a recap. Clap for Jesus. Please clap for Jesus. Fight to be spiritual, brothers. Fight to be spiritual. Sisters, fight to be spiritual. All right? Number, number next one. Fight. I told you that fight to prosper. Is that not so? Yeah, prosperity doesn't come cheap. You got to fight. The one I want to talk about today is here. Fight to live long and serve the Lord for a long time. Fight to stay alive and to serve the Lord for a long time. Let me read. 1 Kings 12 says, And they speak unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant unto this people, and will serve them and will answer them and speak good words to them. Then they will be thy servants forever. Look, it's a fight to stay alive. It's a fight to stay alive. We, we as Christians must fight to stay alive because you need to be alive to serve God for a long time. I will live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. So live. Don't die. 
and declared, if you, listen, there are so many things trying to kill us. Yes, so many things. Not only corona, so many things. Do you get it? But you have to fight so that it doesn't kill you. Yeah, sometimes even we live, we live a lifestyle that, that tends to death. Yeah. One of the main causes, in fact, the main cause of death is sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The main cause, not only not corona, sin has killed more people than coronavirus. Yet we are more afraid of coronavirus than sin. Yeah. This, the, 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 the story of the prodigal son, the Bible tells us that when his father gave unto him his living, the Bible says he gathered all together and took his journey to a farca and there wasted his life on Rautos living. He had a certain lifestyle that led to his demise. Sometimes in the church, you have people who have a certain lifestyle that leads to their demise. Yeah, leads to their demise. It's later on in that scripture that his brother explained to us the type of lifestyle he had. He was with harlots. He was into harlots. Harlots is a prostituted girl. Girls who are prostituting, those type of girls, he was with them. Yeah. Commercial. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you find people, you say, oh, that's some bad man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not commercial. But what do you get in exchange? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's not money. Sometimes it's some favors. It's also commercialization. You are, in, you are doing a business. You are running a tax shop. Yeah. You are running a tax shop. Yeah. Different rewards. Yeah. Do you get it? So it's like a certain type of lifestyle that leads to destruction. You must fight. Another thing we must fight to stay alive is not only sin. Sometimes even what you eat. Yeah, what you eat. Sometimes we eat anything. Anything. The part of the meat that kills is the one that we all like. Yeah. You see the pork, where the thing is, you see there's so much oil in it, we can make fuel for it for the country. Then you tear it, then you tear it. After you have eaten it, you smile for about three weeks because it's always shining, shining, shining. One, somebody once said, eat your food like medicine, or else one day you will eat your medicine like food. Eat your food like medicine, or one day you will eat your medicine like food. Yeah, like we eat anything. We don't care. If you are here, a doctor has put you on any medication, stay on it. Stay on it. Well, maybe I've come to the church, I've seen that a certain power is moving, so now I'm not. <laughs> Fight to stay alive. Fight to stay alive. Even let me talk about life. Sometimes even it's a lifestyle. A lifestyle. Not even sin. You, you are, I mean, you are always moving in the night. Here in South Africa, you are moving in the night. Always moving in the night. Hey! Always moving in South Africa. Look, when my wife and I were beloveds, our favorite pastime was to walk. Yeah, we can walk for about two, three hours. We are just walking. We invented Johnny Walker. We can walk. Uh, yeah. yeah. But as we came here, we realized that this place, it doesn't go with walking. We stop walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We stop walking. It's not even people are sitting in their cars. They are not safe. Then you are walking. So you see, 2 a.m., you are now walking around. I, I, sometimes you are even a lady. You are walking. Some of you move so much in the night. It's scary. So it's a lifestyle. 
Meanwhile, Sunday morning, the same person, Saturday night, she's in the club. Sunday morning, you see her sitting in the church. She has put on makeup, and the makeup, worship makeup. So then she comes with it. Yeah. It's not a proper lifestyle. It can lead to your demise. Yeah. Hello? It can, so fight to stay alive. Because the longer you stay alive, the more you can serve God. The longer you can serve God. The longer you can serve God. We are saying this virus is around. Take precautions. Take precautions. Don't go around with useless jargons. Oh, it doesn't affect black people. Who told you? Have you seen all the people it has affected? The latest one is Idris Alba. He's black. He's as black as you. Yeah. All kinds. Oh, it doesn't come to a casi. You'll be shocked. Fight to stay alive. Next one, next one, next one. Next one, next one. Fight. Where, where is it? Fight against the negative aspects of your temperament. Fight. It's a good fight, too. Bible says fight a good fight, not a foolish fight. This is one of the good fights to fight. The negative aspects of your temperament. Now, there are four main temperaments in this world, which is the choleric temperament, the sanguine temperament, the melancholic temperament, and then which one? The phlegmatic temperament. All of us are one of these temperaments, one or two, a combination or... But you have a main temperament, which is your main temperament. Now, each temperament has its negative aspects. And it's positive aspects. How many of you knew about temperaments until today? How many of you didn't know? Give me a wave. No problem. It's not a problem if you didn't. If you don't know, now you know. Do you get it? Yeah. Every, if, if you, let's read from the book. Let's not even be heroes. Your phlegmatic temperament, choleric temperament, melancholic, okay, good. They all have negative aspects. So if you have phlegmatic temperament, you have a phlegmatic time. These are the negatives I'm sharing with you. You will be slow. You are naturally slow. You act, you think slow, therefore you act slow. I used to think that phlegmatics act slow. Do you get it? But actually they think slow, so they act slow. If you put a phlegmatic as a count up to 10. He would think slowly, one, two. So the action is also slow. Think slow, act slow. Now, it's, it's, being slow is not a good thing. Nobody wins a race by being slow. There's no race for the slowest person. Nobody wins anything by being slow. In life, you have to be quick. You have to be quick. Races are won by people who are fast. We reward people for being fast. So if you're a, a, a phlegmatic, your side effect is that you are slow. It means simple. You see, somebody is walking by a good girl that can be a good one. It's so slow. <laughs> to even notice that this is a good one. Look, one day, there were two guys who knew one girl. Now, this guy was be with the girl, not slow like a snail. Then one day, one day, he, he, the girl said, I have news for you. So he said, what is the news? Then the girl said to him, this guy who is our friend, it's like they are three friends, has just proposed to me. Because he was going to propose to her. Slow. <laughs> Slow. Cannot make a decision. Cannot make a move. No. When you are, when you are, when you are phlegmatic, you are also dark. So you, you, you won't fight. You won't move quick. You won't do things quickly. You always want to sleep. 
when there's something to be done, you want to do it tomorrow. If you don't do it now, you will not get any results. We'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. They are the people who ask these questions. Why are we running? Why is Bishop rushing? Where are we rushing to? We are all here. Nobody is going anywhere. Why are you rushing? ask you the question, why do today what you can do tomorrow? It's like, why don't we do it tomorrow? Why are you forcing us to do it today? Somebody say amen. amen. I see some phlegmatics looking at me. They, they are the ones who, who tell, why don't we rest? They prefer resting than working. Most phlegmatics give an excuse for everything. You say, let's do this, they'll give you an excuse. Let's do this. It will give you an excuse. You have to fight it or else you won't prosper. Hallelujah. You have to fight it or else you won't prosper. You will never prosper. You will always be there poor. And most phlegmatics are poor. Yeah. You go to their house, their lights are broken, they won't fix it. Especially if it's the man. The woman is always saying, please replace the light. Replace the light. I'll do it tomorrow. When tomorrow can say, I'll do it tomorrow. Never. I said, did I not say I'll do it? I will do it. Meanwhile, it's been three weeks since you said you will do it. Now, when the wife goes to ask somebody else to do it, say, you see, what you are, you are too forward. Look. Wives who are married to phlegmatic men, eh, they are the most miserable people you can find. Because nothing gets done. Yeah. And, and, and also, if they try to do it, you see, when it's the woman, and the, the woman is the phlegmatic, the man will drag her along. Because he has the authority, so he'll drag her along. But no man wants to be controlled by a lady. So it's like, ah, she doesn't respect. The general complaint of Phlegmatic husbands, my wife doesn't respect. That's the number one. They won't talk about food. They won't talk about sex. They won't she doesn't respect. She's not submissive. And the reason is simple. She asked you if you can please do the thing. And you won't do it. So she rose up to do You can go to a house where the man is self You see, the woman has climbed on top of the table. She's fixing the light. <laughs> Sanguine ten, ten, <laughs> temperament. Look. Okay, let me tell you. Phlegmatic people too are peaceful. They will never fight with you. They won't give you any problem. They are the, you should pray that your pastor is a phlegmatic. He will never sack you from the church. Never. He won't sack you from the church. No matter what you do, he will say, it's okay. Come, let's be here together. It's fine, it's fine. So it's not always negative. There's a positive side. If you are a sanguine, you are the happy type. When you come around, everybody is happy. You bring life. If you have a party, there are two things that make a party a party. A sanguine and jollof rice. If you have a party and there's no jollof rice, it's a meeting. Yeah. If you have a party and there's no sanguine, it's also a meeting. It's even a funeral. Because <laughs> when they come, they make everybody happy. Everybody likes them. But if you have a sanguine temper- temperament, you are also scatterbrained. <laughs> Everything is scattered. When you come, you, you bring cluster and clamor and confusion. You are the maker of it. They are, all, they are all C words, eh? Cluster, clamor, and confusion. C, C, C. Yeah. Cluster. Like the way we have arranged the chairs nicely. A sanguine cannot see. By the time you come, the chairs have been misarranged. 
see any problem with it at all. I have some people, when I say, I say, make sure the banner is straight. <laughs> they will ask you which one. <laughs> which one is crooked? <laughs> order, order. Sanguins also can't keep money. They can't, they can't work with money. Look, you give them money, the money is with them, all, then the money is missing. They are the only people who handle the money, the money is missing. They can't account for the money. No, they can't account for the money. In the morning, we gave you 2,000 rands. He will come back later in the evening with 400 rands. That's not the problem. Okay, 400 rands. If it's a wife, it's worse. That one, there's suicide. That's called financial suicide. He will come back with 400 rands. Fine. Then you ask, so how much have you spent? 1,600. Okay, so what did you do with it? Um... I bought fuel for 400 rands and then the groceries, it was 550. Okay, so that's 950. And let's count the money that is left again. Look, there are the people who they can count one money about 10 times. It's like they are hoping that at every count, the money will increase. It's as though if they look at the 100 rand note for a long time, it will turn to 200. Yeah. They can't account for the money. Yeah, look, they will count. Then they will calculate. Then they will add. Still, they can't account for the money. And it's not like they are trying to lie to you. They don't know how the money finished. They don't know. When... And, and the thing about them is anybody they see, they start giving money to the person. Oh, as soon as you meet them, oh, you see, and your face is, what's the problem? Oh, Avi, oh, take this one. Take like that. By the time they get to the shop, the money you send them with is finished. It's finished. Look. Look. They'll pay for a car they have not seen. Say, I'm going to buy a car. And then they pay 40000 They have not seen the car. I know a certain brother. He bought a car. Look. And they believe in stories. Let me go up. Let me go. They believe in stories. It's like, look. They see. He told me he was going to buy a car. When he mentioned the price of the car to me, I couldn't believe. I'm like, who will ever sell a car for this much? But he did. He believed that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bargain. Paid for the car. When he finished paying for the car, then the people took him that, let's go and register the car. Then they said, oh, wait here, I'm coming. Then they took the car away. He's been waiting there up till today. Up till today. He's been waiting there. He's still, he's still, he's, it's been over two years, almost three years. He still believes that the people will bring the car. Mm. So every day when he counts his cars, he counts that car in addition. Put your hands together for Jesus. Now, if you are a sanguine, if you are, a, how many of you think you are sanguines? Oh, don't be shy. You have to fight. To overcome these things. If you are a man, this thing about money, one of the ways to fight is to make your wife control the money. Suddenly the place is quiet. What, what do I mean? Employ your wife as an accountant for you. Because when you employ your accountant, it doesn't mean the money belongs to him. You tell your accountant, do this, do that, do this. That's all. So let your wife be in charge of the money. And you tell your wife, do this, do that, do this. That's all. 
You see, usually sanguines, they pay them on the 25th. By the, even the man doesn't end, they are broke. Their money is finished. They start to live on miracles, magic. They are always believing God. Usually, those are the people who stake lotto. Because they believe in jackpot, like something will happen, boom, then they are, they are blessed. Even sanguines go to sleep thinking that by the time they wake up tomorrow, they will be Nelson Mandela's children. And then they will will every, everything in South Africa to them. They believe in fairy tales. You have to fight it. They are usually not pragmatic. What does it mean to be pragmatic? To be practical. They are usually not practical. When they start telling you stories. I have a sanguine that I move around with all the time. Every day he's telling me wild things. I have to bring him to earth. That, no, it doesn't happen like that. Come here, come here. If it's, it's a woman, that's worse. You give them money, go and pay their children's school fees. You will hear later on that you still owe school fees. She has used it for her hair, for nails, to buy a nest. Sanguines are the ones who go and buy something. When they get home, then they realize that they have about three in the house already. They go and buy, they go and buy the thing. You know? Then when they get home, they'll realize that, ah, we have three kettles in the house. <laughs> then she'll tell you, oh, this one is red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you are a sanguine, one of the, the negative things you must fight is lust. Sanguines can't control their flesh. They easily give in to their flesh. So anything their flesh desires, it's like sanguines, des- they desire things they can't have and shouldn't have. The church is very quiet now. <laughs> Fleshly desires. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the, a lot of people who get into fornication, they are sanguines. Because they follow their last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time I realize they've knocked on a door they shouldn't knock on. And unfortunately for them, their door also opened. Yeah. Follow their flesh. Like, my flesh feels like sleeping. I'm going to sleep. My flesh feels like this. Then, yeah. By the time you realize they cause havoc in there. So, if you don't keep it under control and overcome in that fight, oh, you will be, you, look. <laughs> you will be amazed at what you will do. Whether it's a lady or it's a guy. It works both ways. This temperament, they don't respect sex. They, res- they just, whether you are male or female, no, they work all the time. Church is very quiet. Why? Are you all sanguines? Yeah. They respond to their lustful desires. They just go for it. So any beautiful girl you see, you are going there. He said, this I like. This one also I like. This one also. Then you get everywhere. Yeah. If you don't control, you can't even stay married. Yeah. You can't stay married because you can't sit at one place. You're always jumping around. Same for ladies. Yeah. You are serving yourself at every opportunity. Shop is open for business. Yeah, 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 24-hour service. There's drive-through, there's sit-in, there's sleepover, all kinds, all kinds of services. Drive-through, um, sit-in, sleep-in, fly-through, all that one. Take-away, there's even take-away services. Take-away services. You have to fight, Church of God. We have to fight. It's, 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 it's a side effect of your temperament. You have to fight it. And God won't ask you to fight a fight you cannot win. It's actually a fight you can win. It's a fight you can win. What's the third one? Cholerics. 
The choleric temperament are the achievers, the go-getters. Anything they want to do, they will get it done. Yeah, those are the people who become doctors and all these nice professions because they study, they work. Any job you give them, they will accomplish. It, it doesn't matter the challenges on the way. They will overcome and they will do well. Yeah, it's the strongest temperament. Yeah, very strong. They are the type of people who are like leaders. Hey, nothing can overcome them. But also very rude. Very rude. They, they don't think before they talk. Yeah, they don't think before they talk. They don't think before they talk. Their tongues are very sharp. When they, they just cut you like a pew. Before they even think about it. Very proud. Very rude. Yeah. When, as a man, if you are married to a choleric, I pray for you. Like, the good thing is that she will not allow you to be poor. Yeah, she will work hard for the two of you. But when she talks, you will think you are one of the children. Yeah, you think you are one of the children in the house. When she talks to you. Oh, come on, get up and go and bath. And you look around. Maybe she's talking to their children. Only to realize that you are the only one in the house. Yeah. 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 So come on, get up. You are, you are, Wow! Look, you are the, the, the king of kings in your household. You have just eaten your plate is in front of you. So, why don't you go and wash your plate? Why do you let it sit here? And she has just said it. She will even think about that. She is the wife and it's her duty to get it done. So, why are you sitting there? When she comes from work, so why haven't you cooked? Why haven't you cooked? Oh, we all come from church. Then you say, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. Then you say, but can't you see we all just came from church? Or she said, go and get something to eat. Yeah. The worst part is if you fall sick. If you fall sick. <laughs> no TLC. So, oh, you'll be fine, okay? No, nothing. Your medicine is in the cabinet. As you are saying, Okay, take the blue medicine. Take, the, take two of Panadol, three of this one. Or I'll see you after work. Then they go. They won't even call you during the day to check. How are you feeling? No. Take what day off? They will never. Never. They are going to work. Like, you see, their lives are like projects. So it's like they are running a project. Do, do you understand? Uh-huh. So you are not the project. If you beloved those a choleric, you will marry her. No, you won't escape. You cannot escape. No, 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 no. It's like you are the project. Being married is the project. So she will finish the project. After you are married, that's all. The project is over. She's done with you. She won't care for you again. Till you die. So then her new project is her job. So she goes to the next project. It's finished. If you don't care for yourself, I pray for you. They are harsh. They are hard. They break everybody down. They, if they are going straight, anything in their way, they will pull it down to go where they are going to. So they easily destroy relationships. Destroy every nice thing in their lives because of their And they rush to do things. So always hasty decisions. Now, if that's your temperament, you have to fight the negatives of it because the positives are great. The positives are what make you. 
So the negatives, if you fight to suppress them, you'll be a better person. Finally, the melancholic. The melancholic. The melancholic are the people, they are like straight freaks. Everything must be straight. There must be order all the time. Order all the time. Everything must be straight. Shortest in front, tallest at the back. Everything must be straight. So if you come, you move something, they put it back to where it was. Put everything straight. Yeah. Look, I know people, when you step in their office, as soon as you touch this thing, oh, yeah, and you put it down, they'll straighten it. (laughs) Have you seen some before? Yeah, straighten it. You sit on the chair, you get up, you straighten it. You've seen some before, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Straighten it. They don't want anything to go off out of order. Do you get it? Uh-huh. And when you have them, let's say if you have them as ashes, it's very good. The yeah. church, everything will be nice, straight. Everything, exact. They want everything to be perfect. My media team, they want everything to be, like, they don't want me to even cough in the church. <laughs> yeah. They won't, al- you see that nowadays I don't come here anymore. They told me, don't come there. Stay here. <laughs> so I'm also a good student. I stay there. Because as soon as the thing goes off, they begin to feel uneasy. They begin to feel... Because for them, it's simple. Their eyes see straight. So they do their everything straight. Perfect. They are perfectionists. Where I'm standing, perfect. Just stand there. Don't come down. Me too, if I stand here, after 30 seconds, my whole body is itching. I got to move. <laughs> yeah, that's how they are. And it's very good when you have, you see, none of the temperaments is a bad thing. It's very good when you have such people around. But there are negative parts of it. If you fight those negative parts, then you you are just a great asset. Now, what is the negative part of the melancholic? You think that because they are straight, I mean, there should be nothing negative. How many of you feel that for them there will be nothing? I'll show you. The thing is that, most people in the world are not straight like that. Most people, in, in fact, everybody, including the melancholics themselves, we, God didn't make us straight. Do you get it? Everything God makes, you see, there's a curve in it. There's not anything that you find in the world that is straight. It was made by men. Anything. Anything with a right angle, it was made by men. There's nothing that God made, he has made that has a right angle. No. That's how you see the earth is round. The sun is round. The stars, everything, the moon, everything. So now they become angry with everybody. Because they can't see why you are not, when you come, you don't sit at one place. You keep moving. So they become angry with everybody. And, they are, and the other things that they are always sad. They're always moody. They, are, they, are, they tend towards being moody. It's, the, it's, it's driven by the perfection. You see, so when they look at life, life is not perfect. Life is not, then they always become depressed. So when you are with, and, and their moods are usually pervading and permeating. When they come, they are sad. Everybody must help them to be sad. It's like all of us, you can't be happy when they are sad. I mean, what do you mean? Can't you see that, that they are sad? So we must all be sad. We too, with our temperament, we can't be sad for a long time. Yeah. Wait. Look, sometimes when you are with flag, um, melancholy, you have to just pretend to be sad. Because if not, there will always be a quarrel. Especially if it's husband and wife situation. Hey, when they say, oh, I'm not feeling well, you must also be sick with them. Let's be sick together. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So what is wrong with you? So, oh, my ear is shaking. It's shaking. Yeah, it's also wrong. When they are your pastors, 
they can easily drive you out of the church. Yeah, you, you make a mistake and go and sin and come, you will see the dressing, they will dress you. Who told you to sin? Do you know what happened to Adam when Adam sinned? And then Eve. You don't even want to hear about the snake. What happened to the snake? Do you know why the snake has never walked all its life? It's because of sin. Then they'll go to the next one. Then, by the time they finish with you, you don't even want to be in the church again. You feel, look, you feel more sinful than the sin you committed. It's, 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 a, it's a negative part of And if you are like that, nobody stays with you. You will end up being alone. If you are usually, they don't have a lot of friends. Even those who say they are their friends, they are just pretending to be their friends. Because you can't be yourself around them. You can't be yourself around. Those are the people when you go to their house, all the couches, everything in the house is white. The carpet is white. The chairs are white. Everything is white. You don't even know where to step. You don't even know where to put your foot. So when you get there, you don't know, should I take off my shoes? Is it a mosque? Or I should? You don't know what to do. Yeah. You don't know what to do. Yeah. You don't know what to do. Those are the people who say, children don't sit in my car. You'll be shocked. Yeah, they don't even want anywhere to be. But look, life is not like that. We got to relax. Tell your neighbor we have to. We got to relax. Relax. Relax and flow. Talk to somebody. Let somebody talk to you. I mean, yeah. Look, there are the people who say, you saw me in the morning, you didn't call me. And, and sometimes I wonder, why didn't you call me since you saw me? Do you see? Maybe I didn't see you or I didn't saw you. As somebody will say, but he would say, I saw you saw in me. Yeah. Yeah. And then another one is, they always feel that. <laughs> they always feel that they are not good enough. They are not good enough. They are not good enough. Now, if that's your temperament, you have to fight the negative aspects of it because the positive aspect of it makes you very great. Now, the negative brings you back down. So when you fight the negative, then you stay at where the positive has put you. Yeah, you stay there. Look, when they come to they don't talk to anybody. No, 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 no. They talk to you. No, no, no. They have maybe one or two friends. That's it. I said, that's it. Just one or two friends. Yeah, one or two, that's all. That's all. Once they get a beloved, they are finished. That one, they won't talk to anybody again. It's just they and their beloved, it's finished. Yeah. It's just they and their beloved, it's finished. Hmm. And usually, usually they go and choose the opposite of them, which is the sanguine. Who is the friend of everybody? Then they now say, why is this person your friend? Why is this person your friend? Why is this? Because they, they want this exclusive, just me and you. Fight it, fight it, fight it. Put your hands together for you. Let me share with you one more and then we close. Fight against your maleness or your femaleness. That's the negative aspects of your maleness or your femaleness. Bible says in Christ, there's neither male nor female. When you are a woman, you have shortcomings. When you are a man, you have shortcomings. If you want to do well, you have to overcome the negative aspects of being a man. And when you are a woman, you have to overcome the negative the weaknesses of a woman. Pastor, what are the weaknesses of a woman? Quarreling. Jealousy. Unlivable. You can't live with them. It says, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ. Quarreling. When you, are with, when you live with them, quarrels. 
most ladies will not like to work for another lady. They will rather want to work for a man because they know themselves. Beastly, quarrelsome. Even where there's no argument, you see them arguing. Send two ladies to go somewhere, you see there'll be a beast now. Meanwhile, you send two men to go, they'll go happy, smiling, and come. They'll encounter the same things. They'll come back, they'll be making jokes out of what happened. Yeah. When I'm talking to my friends, my wife can be so amazed. Because some, the things we are saying when we are chatting, she, she doesn't understand. Yeah. Are you guys quarreling? No, we are just talking. We are very happy. Very, very happy. I can say, I can tell and say, hey, this is my friend. He's so crazy. You have, he's so foolish. You have not seen some before. And my wife said, how can you say that he's foolish? I mean, he's so, I can't, I can't even understand. Then we all, and the person is standing there, and then we all start laughing. Look, one day, one guy, he was doing something, then another guy told him, you, you think you are crazy, eh? There's somebody who's family, the whole family, they are all crazy. You, you, you is just only you, you think we have no. And then he started laughing. Yeah, that's, that's guys, we just flew. But if it's ladies, no. How, how? Yeah. What is the negative side of a man? No feelings. Hard like a stone. No feelings. No feelings. Can't show any emotion. Look. When you marry them, you see that they won't, they won't even say, oh, I love you. Oh, no. No, never. They are just moving. When you ask, they'll tell you, I've not changed my mind. Since I told you, oh, you, they will ask you, do you remember on our wedding day I said I love you? You say, yeah, I've not changed my mind. If I change my mind, I'll tell you. But that's all. No feelings. Yeah, won't call you, won't talk to you. It's like hard like that. Yeah, hard. Overcome it, overcome it. It's a weak, like identify that I have this weakness and do the opposite of it. Do the opposite of it. Sisters, learn to flow with one another. There's no competition between you and anybody. Learn to flow with one another. Learn to be happy with all of us. Learn to be happy. Learn to be happy. Folks, it's been a pleasure. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Lift your hands. Let's pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be together. Thank you for your word. Help us to overcome in these areas. Help us to fight a good fight that we'll be better people, we'll be stronger people in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Put your hands together. You may be seated. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.